The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. On this episode of the OFNT podcast, I have some Apple and Google news. I go over some tech I'm using and future plans for this podcast. I wrap it all up with a scaled down rant. Let's get this thing rolling. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT Podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer. I hope this finds you well, and you're having a great week. Politics. Well, listen to the New Normal Opinions Podcast for that. Let's just get into some tech news. New ARM-powered MacBook Pro Air may arrive this year, reports suggest. So reads the headline from CNET.com. From the article, Apple has teased that it will ship the first computers running its own Apple A-series ARM chips later this year. Now, a new report from notable Apple watcher Ming-Chi Kuo of TF International Securities suggests that the first computers packing the new processors could be a 13.3-inch MacBook Pro and possibly a new MacBook Air as well. The article goes on to say that Co thinks a 13-inch Pro with Apple Silicon will launch in the fourth quarter of 2020, which translated to Apple's schedule means December 31st, 2020 at 23.59, or 11.59 p.m. for you non-military types, with the possibility of an Air coming at the same time or shortly thereafter. While I thought an Air model would be launched before a Pro model, the experts are saying it will be the latter. Cole goes on to predict that a 14-inch and 16-inch Pro model with an all-new form factor design is coming in the second or third quarter of 2021. Co is a supply chain analyst and usually gets things concerning Apple right. If you already have a late model Pro or Air, or in my case, both, I'd stay away from the first generation models and wait for the redesign. It will give Apple time to work out the bugs and third-party developers time to update their apps. TechCrunch.com is reporting that besides the U.S. Justice Department and 48 states launching antitrust investigations into Google, California has decided to jump on the bandwagon and launched its own investigation into the Big G. The investigations are centered around the company's lock-on digital ads. With the recent censor war being waged on non-woke news sites, in which deplatforming from Google's ad service is the main weapon, it's high time Google's monopoly is investigated. 
Don't be evil, my butt. Apple's AirPods and AirPods Pro have been getting discounted a lot lately. This suggests uh, new models are incoming. Now, I doubt the new models will be a spectacular upgrade over the current models. So if you're in the market for these, I'd recommend getting them now. TechRadar.com is reporting that Klipsch has introduced the T5 II. These are true wireless earbuds that take inspiration from Formula One racing. They look good and come in a case that resembles and opens like a Zippo lighter. Well, not a fan of Klipsch loudspeakers, I love the sound of the company's earbuds and have owned quite a few models over the years. I gave up on my last pair in favor of the Powerbeats Pro from Apple, mainly because of the functionality you get while using them with other Apple products. It was another quiet week in tech as recovery is still being made from the pandemic. A lot of tech sites are wondering, where is the Google Pixel 4a? Also, there's reports that the Pixel 5 flagship phone, which is upcoming, seems to be packing a mid-range processor slightly better than the 4a. I guess that's a way to keep costs down and improve battery life. Tech I'm using. A couple of episodes ago, I told you guys about the problem I was experiencing with my Motive Smart Ring. It had stopped tracking sleep accurately, which for me was the main reason why I acquired it. The battery strength and charging notifications also were out of whack. The Ring's companion app received an update this week, and all seems back to normal, to my relief. I really like this product, and I'm glad the problems were software, not hardware-related, being that the company was recently bought, and its consumer product line discontinued. I hope to get at least another year out of my motive ring. One of the many tech-related gifts I received for Father's Day this year was the RayQ 6-port USB-C hub for my MacBooks. For about $20, you, you can't go wrong. If you're a power user, I'd opt for one of the hubs from Hyper. They feature better components and construction, which will give you better performance and a longer life of the product itself. I'll wait until the redesigned MacBooks before I purchase one. There's no sense in dropping upwards of $100 for something that may be obsolete in the near future. Another item I received was a Zag AirPods Pro rugged case cover. Reading reviews of the item, I noticed claims of the top case covering not fitting properly. I experienced this too, but after a few days, the rubber material stretched enough to form a tight and proper fit on the AirPods case. Now, I haven't had the occasion of using the Zoom H4n Pro recorder yet, but now think I'd have been better off buying the less capable H1N recorder. It would have added much less weight to my geek bag, albeit with a lot less features. So far, the item I've used the most is the S1 phone stand from Lamicall. The stand is one of those items that you think you don't need, but once you have one, you wonder how you did without it in the past. Entertainment news. Slow week here. USmagazine.com has the headline, Katy Perry reacts to fan theory that she and Taylor Swift are related. We fight like cousins. 
I won't bore you with the content of this fluff article, but I can see why people would think this. The music industry is so flooded with generic blonde females with generic voices that it's hard to tell them apart. Next, Eminem criticizes non-mass wearers on his new rap track. How about those looters? Oh, that's right. The coronavirus doesn't infect people with supposedly righteous causes, like burning down businesses, tearing down historical monuments, and vandalizing others. Oh, that's right. Those are your fans. Rip, Charlie Daniels, and Jay Severin. You both will be missed. Podcast News. InsiderRadio.com has a headline which reads, As states reopen, there's a new in-car opening for podcast listening. The article goes on to quote uh, podcast host Libsyn as saying they are seeing an uptick in mobile downloads in their stats. This show has seen a slight, a very slight uptick in audience, but nothing close to the pre-pandemic numbers I was drawing. Also from InsiderRadio.com, more podcasts have launched in 2020 than in all of 2019, with society and culture theme shows leading the way. With education coming in second, only 51% of the podcasts are currently active, though. A lot of these launches, in my opinion, were due to the coronavirus. Lockdown people bored with entertainment hopped on board to give it a try. Realizing that it is hard to grow an audience, especially with the tidal wave of celebrity launch shows, a lot of folks thought they could earn money right out of the gate, which, unless you are a celebrity, just isn't going to happen. Then there's the research and script writing and technical know-how to contend with. Some think you only need a cheap mic, start recording, maybe with a friend, and put that out. There's no editing or real subject matter. With the choice of slickly produced shows out there, it's hard to attract listeners. In my own case, when the pandemic first started, I searched for podcasts concerning this issue. The first couple I stumbled upon were recording with the host's phone or built-in computer mic, which made the podcast unlistenable. After a few minutes, I just punched out. Now, I've launched two new podcasts during the pandemic, but had to discontinue one after seven episodes. The last episode of that now-defunct podcast attracted exactly two listeners. One was my son, and one was my older daughter. At launch, it did fine, but as the weeks went by, the numbers dwindled. It might have been the content, or it might have been the topic. The other show, New Normal Opinions, though slow out of the gate, is slowly building an audience. As far as plans for the future of this podcast, I don't care if my audience dwindles to one. I will keep producing and improving this show for that one listener. Speaking of improvements, I went for the pro version of the Hindenburg Digital Audio Workstation, though the non-pro version would have been fine for my current needs. I consider this a investment for the future. I'm set with all other aspects of the podcast, such as microphones, channel strips, and the like. I need to improve the location where I record episodes, but that won't happen until next year. I'm also planning on purchasing a Rode Rodecaster Pro in the future. This would allow me to ditch the channel strips and gain some features while saving some space. This unit is a near professional grade 
production console. I'm talking about the Rodecaster Pro, and what would save me uh, a lot of time producing episodes. An added benefit is that the product is made in Australia, not China. A couple of episodes ago, I reported that Stitcher was for sale. Stitcher consists of Midroll, which is a podcast ad company, podcast production network, and Stitcher Podcast and Earwolf, which together make 50 shows and a podcast app. I predicted that Spotify would buy Stitcher, but uh, I was wrong yet again. Sirius XM stepped up and bought Stitcher. The price was about $300 million, reports say. Sirius XM is making a big play in podcasts, second only to the moves of Spotify. Unlike Spotify, Sirius XM already has production facilities and a bunch of talent on hand from its satellite radio business. This move makes sense, and I look forward to the content this new endeavor puts out. Knowing Sirius XM, though, not much of this new content will be for free. Weekly Rant I'm feeling a little mellow this week due to the return of my lovely wife who was trapped overseas during this pandemic. What was supposed to be a three-week trip turned into a three-month odyssey. I checked on flights daily and was finally able to book her a flight for July 3rd. She escaped just in time as the country she was in, the Philippines, went back to a full lockdown just hours after she arrived at the airport in Manila. So my rant is, no matter what the CCP propaganda machine is trying to get you to believe, let's not forget where this virus started and the cover-up that ensued, which caused the worldwide spread of this horrible sickness, costing the world's economy countless money and hardships. And let us not forget all the deaths that can be attributed to this outbreak. We will be feeling the effects of this for years to come. The blame should be centered on the Chinese Communist Party, whose aim is to dominate the world. I'd advise you to prepare for the next pandemic, which according to health experts, is on the horizon. This time, from swine out of China. Well, the music's playing, which means episode 37 is over. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it and hope you found it worthwhile. You can contact me at ofntpodcast at gmail.com if you are so inclined. You get to tell me how much I suck and suggest how I can improve this excuse of a show. I'd love to hear from you. Oh, and don't forget to give new normal opinions a listen. Be safe. See you next week. And remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now go out and enjoy the beautiful day by getting off my lawn. See you guys. I'm out. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic.
But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.